With great responsibility comes great power. Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. If you like these episodes, let me know. This year is going to be about books, like I said last week. I have the next book on deck, ready to go, and I want to finish this one first and on to the next. Once I get that spark, that inspiration, that motivation, I just ride that wave. And on days when I don't feel that way, I am a bit low on energy, I am distracted, I honor it. And if that feeling doesn't go away, I give myself small deadlines or timelines. So, for example, I say, okay, one hour, just for one hour, either read or write and um, whatever that may be. And once I get going, you know, I give myself an hour, no distractions, then I want to do a little bit more and a little bit more because I, I get that bug, that feeling of, okay, we can do a little bit more here. You know what? Let me finish this one there. Okay, let me go record this real quick. So that's how I get the ball rolling. And if we tackle the issues step by step, everything else will unfold naturally. And if after one hour, you know, I want to take a break and come back to it, I honor it. Or if I, if I don't want to come back to it, I just say, okay, at least I did one hour of straight up writing or reading. And pr that's progress. That's, that's for me, that's progress. So let's start. There is a simple realization from which all personal improvement and growth emerges. We individually are responsible for everything in our lives, no matter the external circumstances. Okay, so this is chapter five. And um, I think this is going to be tough for some to read if you're still kind of trying to defend your victimhood, but, you know, be open to it. So, yes, we, we are all responsible for everything in our, in our lives. So whatever happens outside, so whatever happens to you that, that's outside of your control happened, Right. You get to choose how you move forward. And we don't stress this enough. We, we always get stuck in what happened instead of using that to keep going. So Mark continues, we don't always control what happens to us, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us as well as how we respond. Okay, now. Okay. So... If we judge what happened and label it, let's say, as the worst thing in the world, then we're fucked, right? Because that experience, whatever that may be, will be, will feel like it's too much for you to handle. So it's going to be the worst thing in the world and it's going to feel like you cannot move on from that or you're going to get a big scar from it, or you're never going to heal from that. You're already labeling it as something you're not going to be able to tackle. So anything happening after that or because of that, it's going to feel heavier because your starting point is already heavy. So again, nobody can control, even if they wanted to. That's why people get anxiety sometimes, because you cannot control what happens outside of the things you do. And you cannot control results either. You can work your ass off and still not get the results that you hope you, you, you were going to get. So 
we can blame people for a lot of things, even God, if you do that type of thing, but nothing will change what already happened. And this goes in hand with acceptance. That's what Eckhart Tolle talks about. That's what Dr. Eager talks about, you know? So I remember that uh, during the, the time that I read A New Earth, there was this story about this man who, you know, um, he would only say, is that so? So he, his family would be like, oh, my God, you um, you got hit by a car. I think this is, this is part of, this, of one of the stories, you know, you got hit by a car, but that's good because now you're, you're in the hospital and they found a tumor that they would have never found if you, you know, hadn't gotten into an accident. And he would just reply, is that so? Oh, my God, you, you got into a car accident, but you know what? You got a settlement and now you're going to be pay, paying your house. And he would just reply, is that so? So it's kind of the same thing along the lines of that guru that said that I don't mind what happens. It's kind of like that. So accepting what happened, it's the toughest job because we don't want it to be that way. We wish we could go back in time and change it. We wish we could go back in time and do something different, but we can't. And accepting that, I think it's one of the toughest things because we're, our brain is trying to protect ourselves. We are trying to protect ourselves. So we just live in denial. I remember, um, I think it was like three years ago or so, I reconnected with a friend whose name is also Alejandra, and she's an architect now. And we would hang out because it was during our um, general studies college years. And we were two years together. We became friends, and I met her family. And she didn't have a dad, but she had Dennis, who was uh, uh, her mom's boyfriend. And Dennis would take us places, and he would help us, you know, do projects. And he was such a cool guy. And I remember that... Um, you know, we never really talked about his dad not being alive. We just, you know, that's just how it was back then. You know, you meet someone and they don't have a father. It's like, okay, you know, you don't really think about it. But I remember that we started FaceTiming and um, she was telling me that she was going to therapy and she was having issues with this guy, you know, boyfriend issues and stuff like that. And we got to the point of the conversation that I said, you know, you have to really, because I do say you have to peel the onion. You have to get to the bottom of it. You have to peel those layers. And she said, yeah, but I don't know where I'm stuck. Like, I don't know what, you know, what it is that I'm supposed, where I'm supposed to get. And I said, well, have you ever considered that your, your father being gone is one of the major issues for your relationship with men? And, and she I think she hadn't thought about it or felt it that way. So that's why you have to talk to certain people and reframe your point of view. And I remember looking at her and I said, well, how did it make you feel? When did when was the first time that you you knew that your dad was not coming back? You know, because she was very young. She She had some memories, but she was very young for her to actually know that she enjoyed the time with her father and you know, kind of be aware that she was sharing time with him, like if she was older and he would die. So she said that she couldn't remember, but it, but there was a moment where she 
it was the last time and she was very young and it was very vague and then it was you know she, he never came back and uh, and uh, she would spin into the narrative that she probably has told herself already because you can tell when people begin to just say the same thing they have already told it a, a hundred thousand times and so I stopped her and I looked at her and I said hey Alejandra your father is never coming back and there was silence and she started crying and in that moment I knew and she knew that she hadn't gotten over his death it was like deep down in her there was that little little girl still waiting for him to come back that's the bottom of it it's not about the boyfriend and what he did and all that that's the bottom of it because you, you your relationship with men is shaped by how you how you have cultivated the relationship with your father and in the absence of him even though Dennis was a cool guy in the absence of your father then your relationships are going to show you what you're lacking what you're missing or what you're looking for what you're resonating with and there was a little girl in her waiting for her father to open the door and everything was going to be okay. It was not something that she told herself, hey, I'm waiting for my father and I will, I'll be waiting for him forever because she knew he was dead. But it wasn't about what she knew. It was about how she felt about it and what she really felt about it. And once confronted with the truth that he was never coming back, that's when she broke down. And she said, thank you. Honestly, she was like, I... I have never felt like this before. Like, nobody has ever said that to me. And I was like, but that's the truth. That's the truth. And I don't have to tell it to her. She can tell that to herself, but she's not willing or able to see it. Right? So, let's see. The more we accept responsibility in our lives, the more power we will exercise over our lives. Accepting responsibility for our problems is thus the first step to solving them. And a lot of people hesitate to take responsibility for their problems because they believe that to be responsible is also to be at fault for your problems. Fault is a past is past tense. Choices have already been made. Responsibility is present. Choices you are currently making. So it's kind of like understanding and justifying. And I have operated under this and I'm not shaming anybody, but that's just whack. So we believe that I used to believe that too. If I understood what my parents went through, then I would be justifying their actions. Fuck no. No. We can separate. Like Lovely T says, you can walk and chew gum. Yes, I can understand that your childhood was horrible, even worse than mine probably for a child like you, and the abuse was higher and things were worse, but that doesn't fucking justify what you did. And that's just how things are. You have to understand that Yes, you can be responsible for your own life. That doesn't mean you have to take the responsibility of the other person because he's the one who did it or she's the one who did it, not you. But you have to be responsible for what you do next. If not, you're giving away your life. And it feels good for a moment to redirect the attention to someone else. Sure, it may be his fault, but he or she, they cannot fix it. So how do you fix the pain? How can someone else, how can you give that job to someone else to fix you 
or even attempt to fix you. We would have to assume that you're willing, open, and able to let someone else take control over your emotions, and we also have to assume that they are willing or able to do that, to fix you. Nobody can fix you. Stop it with the, I'm looking for the half of my other half. Fuck no, you're complete and whole as you are. Stop it. Stop trying to perpetuate this bullshit. You are responsible for the choices you make. You are dealt a, a, a bunch of cards. What are you going to do with them? Are you going to make a strategic move or are you just going to just fold? It's up to you. And I think that we don't talk about that enough. So there is a difference between blaming someone else for your situation and that person's actually being responsible for your situation. Nobody else is ever responsible for your situation but you. Many people may, to, may be to blame for your unhappiness, but nobody's ever responsible for, or for your unhappiness but you. You always get to choose how you see things, how you react and value things. So again, let's say a best friend, your best friend betrays you. Sure, you could point the finger at her all you want, but what happens next is up to you. Are you going to make a choice and cut this person off? Are you going to begin to take responsibility for how you felt? Not what they did, how you felt about it. And are you going to deal with those feelings? Because we, we focus on what they did, so we don't have to look at what, how we feel. Or we justify how we feel and the, this victim mentality. And because we use what they did as our excuse. So taking responsibility for our problems is far more important. That's where learning comes from. The real life improvement comes from the real life improvement comes from this. To simply blame others is only to hurt yourself. And what you're doing is just focusing on somebody else, wasting your time and energy, thinking that if you hate someone so much and if you troll someone so much or if you do things to them and you know seek revenge, then you're gonna it's it's gonna even out. The playing field is going to even out and everything is gonna be back to where it was. No, it's not. And the fact that we we go there to that guttural thing of if I make everybody else feel bad or that person feel bad, then I'm going to feel good. Then what the fuck are we doing? We're perpetuating hate because if they did that to us and they created pain, why do we think it's okay for us to perpetuate pain? So if you focus on your friend and let's say for him or her to suffer or for him or her to come crawling back or to get what they deserve, you're wasting your time. It's not about them. It's about you. You have to focus on yourself. What can you do to learn from this? How can you let go and forgive? How can you rise from this moment? How can you evolve? And it's not about proving them. It's about healing yourself. Because if not, you're going to chase that proving thing and you're never going to get anywhere. You're just going to be running in circles and you're probably going to have more money, look better, better body, a bigger car, a better house, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gives a shit because you're still stuck in that proving thing. So Mark continues, we all get dealt cards. Some of us get better cards than others. And while it's easy to get hung up on our cards and feel we got screwed over, the real game lies in the choices we make with those cards, the risks we take, and the consequences we choose to live with. So you can either be Dave Mustaine or Pete Best. 
either way, you have to make your own choices. You are the one living with those choices. You and only you get to decide what you're going to do and choose. Even if that is neglecting yourself and focusing on everybody else, you chose that. So don't play the victim now. Don't be like, oh, no, it's because he did that and she said this. No, no, no. You chose to give them that power. You chose to waste your energy on them. You chose that. So don't play the victim and don't come crying when you haven't moved forward and then everybody else just keep moving forward. You think that people that hurt us or the people we have hurt in the past are still stuck on what they did? People move on. People don't give a shit. Again, they don't care about you. It's just a bunch of people who are in pain, perpetuating pain. So if you get stuck, you are doing yourself a disservice. And I, if you're going to, you know, go down that path, you must understand be, and, and understand this. The victimizer is you. So you are the victim and the victimizer. You cannot blame anybody else for picking up fights and being petty no, it's it's nobody it's nobody's fault. It's your responsibility to choose what you're going to do next and it happens moment by moment. So, that's it for episode 5, a great episode obviously, and we'll continue next week for more. If you like this content, please f- subscribe to the podcast. I also have an Instagram and um I think the PayPal link that's in the description box below, that at is the same as my Instagram. And um, please share and get 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 books, get reading. It's important for us to read and, and get some more information that we can use that's helpful or that may resonate with us. And if it doesn't, that's great. But eventually, you know, the same message will come to you over and over again until you have to pay attention to it. And that's when a breakthrough happens. And that's it for today. And with that, I say till next time. Bye.